Educators worry that many kids in this country read far below their grade level. But one infant researcher says there's a simple solution to the growing problem. He believes it's possible to start teaching children to read as early as six months old. CBS News correspondent Sandra Hughes stopped by a meeting of the first baby book club. He was a victim who had avoided the music, left the theater, and attacked to a park. Three-year-old Graham Sachs is one amazing reader. You might think he's simply reciting the words, but Graham actually understands what he's reading. What is a composer? I'm not really sure I know what that is. A musician that plays the songs and writes music. Who's your favorite one to read about? I like Bach and Mozart. Little Graham has been reading since he was barely old enough to walk. He may sound like a prodigy. Who's that say? Right. But hold on. His little brother Ridley is reading, and he's not even two. Yeah, you're awesome. And so were the friends in their book club, Aubrey and Drake. My scoop has charges for pushing into the ground. The children in the baby book club started to learn words even before they were able to talk using a system called Your Baby Can Read. It starts with a simple video where words are associated with actions. Then children move on to flashcards. Developed by former teacher Robert Titzer, it was first just a homemade alternative to cartoons for his own daughter. Finger. Good. Wow. The program is basically memorization of words. There are critics who say that that's not a good way to learn to read. Yeah, well, they may say that, but I don't think they fully understand the program. But if you do it in a memorization technique, mm -hmm. then do you have to memorize every word in the English language? No, uh, again, the babies figure out the patterns, so the babies are not simply memorizing the words. They're also figuring out the pattern of the written language. But even after seven years of selling his system, Titzer doesn't have any data to back up his claim that toddlers who learn to read become better students as they progress through school, other than his own children's advanced academic accomplishments. When a huge mass of magma pushes its way toward the surface. Early childhood expert Cindy Osier has one major concern. Burnout. We also would worry that because that academic formal instruction approach is so inappropriate developmentally for babies and toddlers, that they may start to experience failure. I just don't see learning the written form of language as something that's academic. I just see it as a basic necessity of life. The parents of our tiny book club members agree with Titzer. I worry that school's not going to be hard enough. Graham has this twinkle in his eye when he's learning. He loves to learn the way I love to devour a hot fudge sundae. It's not anything that we force him to do. It's always supposed to be fun and interactive. You cannot push a child to do something and expect good results. How old were you when you could first read? Every time. Were you one? Uh, I was two. Yeah, two. You think all two-year-olds should know how to read? All year-olds. The question is, will all year olds always want to read? The answer to that hasn't been written in any book. For The Early Show, Sandra Hughes, CBS News, Los Angeles.
That's a baby you're looking at. Her name is Tiffany. Her T-shirt will read, I survived the mudslides of El Nino. Babies and books, oh, the places you'll go. Startling news for parents today. Might surprise even Dr. Spock to learn that children can begin reading before they can even talk or sit up or eat solid food. Okay, that's not an accepted fact, not yet, but there's some fascinating evidence to support the proposition. CNN parenting correspondent Pat Etheridge walks us through it. This is the way most children learn to read. But what if they could learn to read? Now where's the word eyes? Look at the word eyes. Before they learn to walk. And I would be skeptical also if I hadn't lived through it myself. Um, but if you add all the pieces up, babies learn language faster. Their brain is developing faster at this time. They learn all other aspects of language during infancy. Then it starts to make more sense. Robert Titzer is a professor and researcher in the field of infant learning at Southeastern Louisiana University. He believes the best time to start teaching children to read is when they're just three months old. There's a window of opportunity for learning language and that window is thought to start closing by age four. Yet we don't start teaching reading until age five or six after the brain is mostly developed. That helps explain why there's such a reading problem in the United States. Titzer first tested his theory with flashcards and a homemade videotape on his oldest daughter, Alika. This is Alika at age nine months. She can barely sit up by herself, but already she is able to recognize words and show she knows what they mean. Watch her reaction when she sees the words teeth, ear, and belly. It was all I could think about for a long time because I didn't think it was possible. I was as skeptical as everyone out there watching would be, thinking that a little baby could read. Today, at age six and a half, Alika is reading at close to the college level. The more the merrier, said Owl. For all we know, there's a huge pot of gold just waiting for all of us. And listen to her little sister, Keelan, just three and a half, zip through Dr. Seuss. Look at this experience led Titzer to produce Your Baby Can Read, a video for parents to use at home with their infants. But is teaching a baby to read expecting too much too soon? The concept is so new, there's simply no way to know for sure. Dr. Titzer is conducting a long-range study. He'll follow the progress of infants, now just three months old, until they reach school age. At his university lab, Titzer observes the reactions of children who've watched the tape. In case after case, the youngsters seem to catch on quickly to the concept of word recognition. No, no. But could there be a downside? No. The overemphasis on trying to ensure that babies uh, develop their intellectual capacities, their ability to read uh, early on is somewhat misguided. Matthew Melmond is executive director of Zero to Three, the national center for infants, toddlers, and families. If what we're doing is essentially trying to fill up that little baby or toddler with lots of adult knowledge that that baby or toddler does not need to have, 
uh, it's not relevant to them at that point, that we run the risk of that baby and toddler disengaging, of that baby not wanting to learn. But the parents we talked to who used the tape with their kids disagree. I think they're wrong. I think the earlier they get a, the, the, the head start, the better the life quality will be. I don't think I'm pushing him. Shana Puma says her two boys love to watch the tape. Yeah. Why not? Why not? You pop in a video, a Barney video, to entertain them. Why not pop in something that can entertain them and expand their mind? We do now know babies' brains develop at an extraordinary rate in the first three years of life. Robert Titzer argues that parents and American educators now need to rethink when and how we teach our children to read. Oh, it could have a huge influence in our society, and that's what I'm most hopeful for, that uh, someday uh, illiteracy won't be completely eliminated, but we'll reduce it uh, dramatically, and then we'll have better readers and people who want to learn. Children, infants, and toddlers love to learn. So when it comes to the basics of reading, it may well be that babies are an open book. Pat Etheridge, CNN, Hammond, Louisiana. It occurred to Dr. Robert Titzer years ago that the days he shares with his children will pass as quickly as sand through a child's hand. And so, ever since they were born, he's made it a point to be directly involved in the lives of his kids, as a father and as a teacher. Can you read this up here? Can you see that? Researchers used to think that infants were a bundle of reflexes and that they weren't thinking. Uh, but now we know that infants have all sorts of amazing uh, perceptual abilities. Measuring those abilities is now his full-time job. Every day the lights go off in his lab at Cal State Fullerton so he can pursue understanding of the lights going on inside the infant mind. Test subjects watch a simple video. It displays words, their corresponding pronunciation, and an action related to the word. It's easy to see in the eyes of this first-time case study that babies are more than just casual observers of their world. His research is serious business that started as a game with his own daughter, Alika. Very good. The game has evolved into what Titzer now calls a multi-sensory learning approach. Simultaneous sight, sound, touch, and action as it relates to a written word. This is the key, he says, to taking advantage of a crucial window of opportunity, a window many parents fail to open. I would say the biggest mistake is thinking they're, they're not qualified to teach their child, and they're waiting uh, for someone else, letting someone else do this most important responsibility. I would say also overlooking the importance of the first couple of years of life. Uh, would also be a big mistake. A mistake because that's when the baby brain has its biggest growth spurts, maturing at triple the speed of anything else on the baby body. In fact, 90% of baby brain growth occurs before the age of five. Yet we're not teaching reading in the United States until age five or six. 
Uh, that helps explain why 40% of the eight-year-old Americans cannot read independently. In addition to researcher, the doctor wears the hat of Pied Piper, and his tune is attracting the attention of parents at gatherings like this one in Encino, California. Titzer encourages parents to recognize that everyday life offers incredible learning opportunities for their little bundles of joy. Looking at the sky. David and Jojo Kim are two parents who have answered Titzer's call. During a recent visit, he showed them how quickly their baby can learn when given the opportunities. He's taught them to appreciate that those opportunities are all around them. Titzer also emphasizes that repetition is the mother of skill. Whatever you're doing, you can always incorporate written language or incorporate learning activities uh, into whatever it is you're doing. If you're in the car, you can do uh, games in the car. If you are taking a walk, you can uh, ask your children questions where they have to think. Um, you can uh, do this no matter what you're doing. So whether it's during a Sunday stroll, you see that blue sky? On the changing table. Let's see what else we have here. Or on Daddy's lap. Little Davy's life is now full of loving and multi-sensory learning. I love you too. Titzer's techniques are gaining respect within the conventional education establishment as far away as Atlanta, Georgia. At a statewide conference on the baby brain, educators, legislators, mothers and fathers recently gathered to ponder possible alterations to a system that presently reserves structured education for children half a decade old who may have already outgrown a critical learning period. And so in fact, you see the future of our whole children and believe, I believe of our nation is really dependent on our being able to maximize the potential of our, ch of our children. And this is going to require us to do things a little bit differently. The state of Georgia is embracing many alternative approaches to brain development. One of them, exposure to classical music. The state makes a classical music CD available to every newborn. Opponents say the move is premature, but the approach is music to the ears of some of the country's most respected researchers. Dr. Gordon Shaw is Professor Emeritus of Physics at the University of California, Irvine. Currently hard at work on his book, Music Enhances Learning, the latest investigation of what has come to be known as the Mozart effect. According to Shaw, classical music may offer more than a soothing atmosphere. It may actually be a key to unlock untapped intellectual potential in our children. And we think that the music is what is going to uh, enhance that ability to do what we call the spatial temporal reasoning. Shaw's research shows that a child's mind actually interprets the structure of classical music much the same way it tackles a mathematical equation, and that exposure to the music may actually help a child handle those equations more easily. Music plays a very special role in tapping into the internal neural structure of the brain and enhancing it. When it comes to the baby brain, doctors Titzer and Shaw are both blazing trails on a road paved with speculation. But one thing they say they can confirm is that any improvement of a child's ability to learn will be much more dramatic if the parent is actively involved in the learning process. Imagine a baby only nine months old, too young to walk or talk, but able to read. Well, that was the case with Alika Titzer. Yeah, by the time she turned five, Wendy, the age at which most children are just starting to learn to read, Alika had devoured hundreds of books. 
Alika had developed her amazing reading skills thanks to a revolutionary technique developed by her father. It's changing our ideas about a baby's ability to learn. Here's how he did it. Meet Alika Titzer, nine months old. That's her dad, Robert. Her mom, Thea, is operating the camera. But this isn't your average home video. If you look carefully, you'll see that Alika actually recognizes the words on those flashcards. Here. Good. Really? Good. What started as a fun game between parents and daughter turned into something totally unexpected. Here. Good. My wife and I wanted to stimulate Alika when she was a young baby, uh, when we were around the house doing things, as well as when she was at the babysitter's house. Mommy is playing the guitar. So we made this videotape. We were on the videotape and we were acting out words, and we guitar. also included the words. Guitar. Not knowing that she would actually learn to recognize these words while she was still a baby. By the time Alika was 18 months old, she'd gone from recognizing the words on the flashcards to reading any word given to her. She initially just recognized the words that, uh, the words that she was shown. However, she was learning more than the individual word. So she had picked up some pattern of the language already by nine months of age. Um, by 18 months of age, she could read phonetically any word you could write. How did she do that? By a process called fast mapping. Infants learn faster than an adult would learn. It's called fast mapping, where they learn words the very first time they hear them. Many parents know this. If someone uses a bad word in their house, that child may know the word. Uh, six months later, they may say that word because they remember it after hearing it one time. When the titter's second daughter was old enough, they showed her the tape, as well as using other word games. She learned to read just like her older sister Alika. So they created a video called Your Baby Can Read, featuring Alika, now six. Hi, my name is Alika. We're going to read some words. Dr. Titzer was convinced he'd found a wonderful new tool to help young children learn. This says, arms up. It's educationally sound. It's based on a multi-sensory approach, which we as educators are learning more and more that um, that is the way, a more successful way to teach students. All right, boys and girls, turn. Most children learn to read when they're about five years old or in first grade. I have to ask my dad, says Rob, Snow White is a star. Dr. Titzer's tape enables babies just one year old to start reading by using a multi-sensory approach. How does it work? Smiling. Brendan is smiling. A baby's brain develops at an astounding rate during the first year of life. The tape stimulates their development by engaging a child on several sensory levels at one time. The child sees the word, hears the word, and learns an activity or sees an image that illustrates the word. However, the most crucial element of a child's development is its first teacher, its parents. When parents in particular realize that everything they do with their baby is going to result in something Where's the word mommy? Find the word mommy. 
I think they will realize just how important they are as that child's first teacher. Yes, you can give that word to mommy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Says mommy. The value that they're placing on learning by virtue of the fact that they're sitting there with their child can only be a positive uh, aspect of that child's development. The tape also helps older children who have difficulty reading. That's how Ginger Kramer came to use it to help her five-year-old son, Kyle. When Kyle was halfway through kindergarten, he could recognize the letters, uppercase and lowercase, and he could even say their sounds, but he hadn't actually read a single word. So Ginger sat down with her son, and together they began watching Dr. Titzer's tape. <laughs> After six weeks of watching the tape, Kyle began to show real improvements in his reading. Within six months, he was reading with a high level of understanding. Once upon a time, there was a horse. Now in the first grade, he's one of his class's top readers, and he also writes his own books. Today, Alika is also advanced for her age. The fact that she's read hundreds of books by the time most children are only beginning to read hasn't stopped her from being just like every other young girl. Except perhaps when she's reading the Wall Street Journal. Some accountants urge bolder action, such as eliminating joint liability or making each spouse only partly responsible. The Wall Street Journal isn't part of Alika's daily reading diet. But give her a book more attuned to her age, and she devours it. Who looked at the pretty yellow flowers? They're very nice, he said. But I was hoping for something more like, well, honey cups. Whether Dr. Titzer's tape actually teaches children to read is still being tested. Even he says it's just one of the many tools that can be used to stimulate a child's developing brain. More importantly is the fact that both Alika and Kyle's remarkable reading abilities point to a new direction all of us can take when it comes to helping children to read. By the time Alika was in second grade, she was reading at the level of a high school senior. You must have liked that stuff. That system is amazing. I'm going to get those tapes for my baby. Very good. 
something against him. See this one? Very good. Arms up. Kicking. Good.
soon the big dad will saw a little brick house. Saw the three little pigs. Big saw the big babble pigs ran into the house. The wolf knocked on the door. Oh, good little pigs, let me come in, couple. No, we will not let you come in. Not by the hair of our chimney chin. Chins, by the pigs. And huff, and I'll puff and blow your house in. Oh, the big dowel. The wolf took a very, very big breath. It was hard as it could, but he did not blow away the brick house. The wolf blew and blew, but he could not blow away the brick house away. As the wolf went home, he was very hungry. The first little pig made a brick house. The second little pig made a brick house. The third little pig stayed in his brick house. He lived in their houses for a long time. They were very happy. The big owls never did eat them up. Good job. Ha. Ooh. 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 Hey, what's this say? Animals. Animals. Good. Okay, put it in the house. Jacob, what's this say? Uh, right in the ocean. This is in the sky. Here we go.
Good girl. Toe. Good girl. What does that word say? Cat. All right. Can you clap for Dad? All right. No. Well, show Dad where your nose is. Good girl. Kick. Kick. Can you kick for Dad? All right. Give me that one. All right. What does that word say? What does that word say? What does this word say? Eyes. Eyes. Good. Wave. Can you wave for Dad? What does that word say?